With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official health care partner of GW Athletics, the D.C. Furies, and the D.C. Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. All right, welcome to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. If you're listening to this as a podcast, it's me again, uh, Emil Franchi. I do the player ratings. Um, and as you can imagine, we've not really had much to talk about with ratings in recent weeks. There's been no football on. But slowly, in the background, as ever, with Newcastle United, we've had talk. Talk of a takeover. Talk that's never really gone away. Talk that we have been told has been getting closer and closer. We had Pete Graves talking about it in January. George Colkin a few weeks ago. And suddenly we're back on company's house. And we have been here before, but there's a few things that seem a little bit different this time. And I'm joined by Andy Burnham. Hello. And he's from the OSA, but also Andy knows a little bit more about documents. Andy, can you talk us through the documents that we saw this morning that basically said that there was a charge? Was it to St. James's Holdings? Yeah, so I think the the best way to, to deal with this is to try and put it in a bit of context. Some people might not actually know what Company's House is. It's essentially a public record that all companies in the UK, in England and Wales, have to put information on. They don't have to put everything on there, just sort of major things like changes of directors, changes of shareholders, their accounts every year, and other things being charges. And that's what we've got here. Um, A charge is basically where you have a lender and a borrower, and the lender needs some security for the money they're lending to a borrower. So the most basic example of a charge is a mortgage that you would have on your house. Obviously, charges in this sort of situation are a lot more complicated, and there's a lot more ins and outs. Um, But charges have to be put on companies' house in their entirety, which is why we suddenly have this document which lists lots and lots of information and there's a lovely signature from Amanda Staveley in it at the end. Um, So it's between St James's Holdings, which is the company that actually owns the club in general. It's a bit more complicated than that, but that's in general how it works. And the other party to it is PCP Capital, which is, again, a complicated structure as to how this takeover is happening, but it's basically Amanda Staveley's company that wants to buy the club. So to sort of try and simplify it as much as we can, we know that St. James's Holdings is lending some money in some way, shape or form to Amanda Staveley to buy something 
<laughs> mysterious words there from Mr. Burnham. Yes. However, obviously, Stavely is involved. Uh, this is the bid that everyone says has never gone away. Now, on this document as well, we had some signatures from Mike Ashley's lawyers, was it? Or their legal yeah. team? Signed on behalf of this company that owns the club, but it'll be um, the solicitors acting as sort of attorneys. So it might not ever actually be Mike Ashley signing it. It'll just be people on his behalf. Yeah, but it was sort of like Denton's or something like that. Justin yeah, Barnes' Den- name's yeah. been uh, popped around. Um, two questions, I guess, most Newcastle fans have to ask. We've been here before. What makes this different well what makes this different is that there is an actual dated and completed legal document between a buyer and a seller which is there on public record and under law once it's when it's something signed it isn't necessarily legally binding but this is actually dated as well which means that that document that's there on company's house takes effect that's a valid document now um not to get into the nitty-gritty of it but on page two there's something called a vendor loan agreement that it refers to that's going to be the document that we don't get to see which will detail exactly how much this is for what it's being used for things like that um, we've never been at this stage before where we've actually got a buyer and a seller with a dated, binding, completed document there. Yeah, and this ready. was on this was on the 8th of April, wasn't it, when this is kind of all seems to have happened? And then mm-hmm. it's like a six-day period that a lot of people have noticed? Yeah, well, the date that's there on company's house is when it's been lodged. So it's, it'll have been, the solicitors will have sent it to company's house on that day. And they obviously have a turnaround time that takes a bit of time. And obviously in the current situation, things take a bit longer than normal. The chronology of events with these sorts of take with these sorts of takeovers i deal with some company sales and purchases but obviously nowhere near this level um are you but, the buyer <laughs> is this, <laughs> yeah, is this your way of telling us surprise yeah <laughs> uh, that would be nice wouldn't it if i had that much money yeah the way these things work is that you agree basic terms in principle like a price like what it is exactly that you're buying and then it takes ages and ages and ages to get to a point where you've actually got wet signatures on paper and dates on everything so i suspect that the actual I've got no basis for this, by the way. This is just me sort of filling in the blanks that there is probably other documents that have been signed by Ashley and his attorneys and his lawyers for the actual purchase of the club, the sale of the club. But it's just pending a few things like what we've seen here where they're just trying to... Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am. Go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Sort the money out or Premier League approval and things like that as well. So it's really hard to say exactly. There are some stumbling blocks you're kind of saying. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there is money moving around now and, you know, there's all sorts of figures on this on this charge, about 150 million pounds and things like this. Um, We don't we still don't actually know what that's for. But the fact that it's St. James's Holdings Limited and their only real asset is the shares. You know, it's it's the club. That's all they really have. So I don't see what else they could be doing with Amanda Stavely. It all seems very convenient. But obviously, until the actual share purchase agreement from Amanda Stavely and St. James's Holdings is done, that's the actual one we need. But obviously, we don't have that. These are just sort of ancillary documents on the side that will hopefully lead up to this. Yeah. So the other question 
I guess, is around that fee. Um, some people have called it a deposit. Uh, this is the, is it £150 million thing that's gone down? What exactly is that? Because a lot of people are thinking, oh, so they haven't got the money. Or so there's like a, there's a thing that could stop it and this will go to Ashley. What exactly does it mean? Well, it's hard to say without getting into it to, too much. But what the document really says at the start is that Amanda Staveley's company has a claim with against Barclays for lots and lots of money, probably a lot more than 150 million. We don't know. And what they what this document says is that um, the benefit of that litigation against Barclays is the security for this money. So if like collateral Amanda, type thing, is it? Is that yeah? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Is that it's basically collateral. So um, when that claim comes through and Amanda Savely gets a massive payout from this litigation, if it if it succeeds, then she can basically say, right, there's your money now. We know that Amanda Savely doesn't have the same level of money as the um, the Saudi public investment fund and the Rubin brothers. And I think this is just her way of financing it. You see this in a lot of bigger commercial deals where you don't necessarily just lump 150 million in up front. You do it by way of director's loans and things like this. I think this is basically uh, what's called deferred consideration where they are paying Ashley, but in a slightly quirkier way where they've said, we'll just give you the money when this claim goes through, or we've got all these other assets you can attach yourself to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but without looking at the actual loan agreement, we don't know. Yeah, We just well, know that there's something there. <laughs> there's a lot of speculation, and I think this stuff is the stuff that we can't get too carried away with. All we know is that things are going on, Sky Sports News have picked up on it, and it, it's the same stuff. So for anyone who has been living under a rock, I guess, or who kind of thinks, right, is this connected to the, the BZG uh, takeover claims? Is this anything that we've seen in the past? Obviously, these are names popping up again who we've seen. So Amanda Stavely's been kicking about since she attended that game. Uh, and that was the initial thing when people started to think, right, what what could be going on? Seems like it's gone on for an eternity, doesn't it? it? Was I don't know. <laughs> Rafa Benitez was still manager, I know that. And he was asked about it saying, like, what's going on? And he had a little smile to himself. You know, maybe that was the start of this interest and then she went away came back with an initial thing and it seemingly just fell apart because Mike Ashley came out and actually said that it was a a bit of a waste of time that was the first time that we saw leaks being uh, detrimental to the the efforts of anyone trying to take over the club and she did an interview where she basically said this is what I would like to do with Newcastle because she's she's from kind of the northeast it's uh, North Yorkshire isn't it towards Thursquare and she said look I, I I understand the area. So all, all of the boxes being ticked for this. Amanda Stavely then went away again and she's kind of picked up a little bit more interest. And now we've seen the names like the Public Investment Fund, who've been very active over the last uh, few weeks with uh, buying shares in all sorts because they've got that amount of money, which is quite daunting and, and also quite exciting. But then we've also got the Rubin Brothers, and they were involved in one of the documents, and Amanda Stavely's been involved with them. Can you shed a little bit of light on what's going on with that? Well, I, from look, right, trying to read between the lines of it, I think the Rubin Brothers are all right for cash as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've think, got property in Newcastle as well. Well, st- it looks like Stavely is on the board. There's there's another company doing the rounds. I'm, obviously, I'm, we're trying not to go too intricate with this, but yeah. there's this JV One Limited, and a mm-hmm. JV is a joint venture, which Canterville is Canterville as well in there or something? Yeah, the, there's a massive corporate structure. Me and, my, me and my best mate have been talking about this all day, trying to work out the structure of it. I don't think we ever will know until it's all done and we can actually see the trail of it all on Companies House once they've bought it. We know with the BZG, people they set up the 
share purchase company, which is what everyone got very excited for. And that, that was, was the monochrome just, acquisition just one. to take just to take one of the key figures out of this whole thing. That's Peter Kenyon's side of things, isn't it? Yeah, well, that was them and the uh, the. United Arab Emirates people as opposed yeah. to the Saudi people. So yeah. they set up a company and everyone got very excited about monochrome acquisitions. And that's just basically a company that they've set up to try and buy out, um, you know, the actual company that buys from St. James's Holdings. Mm-hmm. We know that they, the new buyers have done this, but what the stage we never got to with BZG was what we're looking at now, which is actual signed documents between the two of them. So yeah. there's an actual legal relationship there. And Chris and Mitch, the dentist, had a bit of a chat about this on another podcast separate to this. So if you want to find that, it is available uh, on all of the places you get your Gallagher Shots podcasts. And was there anything else to add, Andy? Sorry. No, I, I don't think so, honestly. I, I don't want to be... Um... I don't want to be sort of pessimistic or optimistic, really. I can only really tell you in my sort of um, opinion what mm. I think this means. It's far too convenient that this is all happening at this time. Absolutely. And I think one thing it definitely shows is that this is definitely not all a load of rubbish. It's not all spin for PR. There is definitely something going on. Most of the terms. This has got to be the most. There's got to be the most consistent one, I would say, so far in terms of the yeah. way things that have gone. There is. There is no way you would ever get to this stage if things weren't really far along, where you're starting to move money around, get actual dated, completed documents in place. Yeah, I you guess, don't know what it's all conditional on. And I guess one other thing that people might kind of throw down and say, well, look, this isn't happening like that. Looking at the Manchester City takeover, we heard nothing about it until the date was done, and then suddenly, suddenly we've got Rubinho holding a Man City top. I know <laughs> that a lot of the outsiders probably didn't know what was going on, but if you look back at when Man City got taken over... Twitter wasn't as big as it was. Uh, Rumours like that weren't as big as they were. We'd never seen anything like it. If you think back to when Chelsea were taken over by Abramovich, there's got to be some sort of whispers if you're in that camp. So Chelsea fans well, probably knew a little bit about as it. as well, aren't we? Like, we've tracked the well, players' yeah. planes and things when they come in. We, 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 <laughs> we, know that, we know the house that the Saudis are looking at in Northumberland currently to buy. Probably yeah. got, like, a <laughs> deposit down on Bamborough Castle. I think that just to put people's minds at ease, it's easy to say that we knew nothing about the Man City thing, but I'm pretty sure that somewhere in the corridors of Man City there would have been talk. I, I think I think the other thing to add to that is probably how you know the club has announced whatever it was two years ago that we are for sale. Yeah, I don't know if that happened with Man City. Maybe they just sort of agreed a deal it wasn't actually for sale, whereas Mike Ashley has kind of openly waved the flag and said, "Come and buy us." So yeah. obviously, the microscope's on us a bit more than it might be with with other clubs, but. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about this as well, I know people are worried about leaks and things, but this is something where, you know, this has been agreed to be put on companies' house. They have to. It's not the same as before where um, Stavely started doing interviews and throwing a weight around and annoyed Ashley. So I don't think that's going to be an issue here. I yeah. think this is just part of the legal process. Okay, well, that that's all very positive. Not that we have any luck with predicting things recently, given that our prediction of the the next 10 games for Newcastle ended with one game before everything got shut down completely. If we were to take a look into the crystal ball, and yes, we we know that there are these lavish claims that Newcastle could potentially be going after uh, Mbappe and Neymar, Taking it back slightly, because obviously Man City, as an example, yes, they went and signed everyone that came after that, but there was a slow build-up to it. If we were to look at the next steps of what we'd like to see if this takeover is confirmed by the club and by everyone who matters, we've seen a few leaks saying Steve Bruce would remain as manager, and if you mirror Man City, Mark Hughes was also in that position, I guess. Claudio Ranieri was also at Chelsea. There's got to be a little bit of loyalty there, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, we've talked to death about Steve Bruce and how he's done and things like that. But, you know, he, he has done all right at the end of the day. And I don't I think it's only fair to give him a shot. If he can't hack the, the big money signings and things, then get rid. But I think it's a bit harsh to get rid of him. Well, yeah. And, um, and as well as that, we're saying, you know, if you've, if you've got a team full of De Bruyne's and everything like that, even, even Roberto Mancini couldn't get Man City playing perfectly at first. Pellegrini couldn't do it. It's taken Pep to really do it. So there could be a period of change. The other yeah, thing, it will be in, it'll be incremental, won't it? But I think the main the main thing will be day one, the signs come down, spots direct signs come down. We finally like you know, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> I think it will be as iconic as that for some for Newcastle fans. Yeah. Obviously not worldwide. Uh-huh. Um but you know, just seeing those signs come down, it's gonna just just be such a shift, isn't it? Even yeah. if it's And not where were you on that day while I was at home locked down unfortunately? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't oh, do I've, got one, I've got one can left and I'm just leaving it in the fridge. That is the other thing, mind, because they, they can't, they, get, they can't any. get any construction workers in to take the sports direct signs down until this is done. So that's another thing that we've got to mention. Um, just to touch on the the leaks, um, one of the accounts on Twitter have said that they will shut down when this goes through. And another notable thing, and we've heard about people being approached for positions, Shira as a board member, which why is... Not? Well, why not indeed? But I think, realistically, that man has to be involved somehow in the club. Well, I don't think you can get rid of even Chanley immediately because he does understand how the club runs. I oh, don't yeah. know how. I mean, Shearer's not going to be director, that's for sure. But what I mean is that I think it's it's probably going to be a case of, like you said, the signs come down. If the Rename have, the bar back to Shearer's, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and if the owners have actually been doing the research, it'd be a case of being like, right, we're going to right a few of these wrongs. But apart from that, I think it's just a case of, let's see what happens next. 100%, yeah. I mean, we've said this all the way through. You know, we we don't know until it's done. The day it's done and the actual agreements and everything are completed, I can't see why they wouldn't just announce it straight away. Um, but again, you're never going to know until it is done because it's all shrouded in confidentiality. You can't say anything. But this is definitely positive steps, and I'm just trying to visualise those spots direct signs coming down because I think it is coming. I'm very much in the park of I think it's more likely than not that it's going to happen. Yeah, I, th- um, I think this I can't is put a percentage on it. <laughs> this has tipped a lot of people over because we've waited for something to go away and it's not going away. Something more's happened, you know. Um, it, it's very, very strange. And I mean, I, I don't know what time this podcast or video is going to land, but let's just hope that nothing's changed in that time. We apologise well, at time of recording. Nice if this is irrelevant by then. If it's God, how lovely would it be? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Should we just check? Do you just want to check Twitter right now? <laughs> Um, well, I would have had about 17 texts, I think, if it had gone through. Yeah, we'll just cover our backsides here. Um, I'm not getting any notifications through, so... No. No, not, not yet. So, hold on to your horses. <laughs> uh, seven years since uh, a horse was punched, we must do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck, everyone, is all I would say. And and try and stay calm. But also cans. Thanks for listening, everyone, and keep Cheers. subscribing, listening to the channel. Cheers, Andy. Cheers. See you soon. Podcast Network.